Welcome to Beer Net Radio. Listen to on every continent except Antarctica. B double E Beer. Beer Net Radio. Why is this so dark? I think it's fine. Yeah? Okay. Harry's going to be like, good lord, Jen. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what Harry has to say. Yeah, right. Oh, I forgot my beverage. Oh, no, here it is. Got to have three of those. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he's lost? Remember how he wanted to come on 15 minutes early? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello! Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, part of the problem, Jen, is that you're not wearing headphones. You can't hear how loud. Do you see how we're wearing oh headphones? Harry, I've listened to some of these playbacks when you're not on, and I sound completely normal. You have nothing to do with it. Are you at? Where, where, yeah, are, where you, are you coming from? <laughs> I'm having French fries. I'm coming from, I'm at Millie's house. I'm going to stand uh, with her. Nice. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know what I just saw snooping through your shit, Harry? What? <laughs> this, this crazy woman is a teacher? Yeah. Dude. So for those heck? at home, uh, we've had somebody try and, or Melissa's had somebody try and break into her house twice. And then the second time, this crazy person tried to light the side of the house on fire. I mean, not in a serious way, but like... <laughs> tried to build like a little campfire with like a lighter and some leaves right against the house and a little flint starter yeah it, if she had had any accelerant but this person's clearly got you know substance abuse and mental issues i think she has the wrong house we're not even sure but the you know the point is is that we're trying to get you know since it's so she hasn't broken in she hasn't but it's still scary and so we're just trying to get the DA to do something, just get like a restraining order to make her aware that we know that we know who she is, that she knows that I know that she knows that sort of thing. And the sad thing about the criminal justice system in the U.S. is you can't just have it done. If, if you're if you're dirt poor, you, you, nobody's going to listen to you. You have to hire a lawyer to really get anything done. But that's just the nature of the business. So. Um, but yeah, she's, she's a school or she was a school teacher. I think um, I, I did my own investigation on her and this woman's uh, uh, she was fired and has issues. But anyway, enough about that. Um, speaking of, uh, of issues, look at Stone. I told you Stone was going to sell and but I did not. Um, I didn't call the Sapporo angle. I got to I got to admit, uh, of course, we got word. Uh, you know, we, we've suspected for a while uh, that Stone was in play, and it has been. And and we we knew something was happening that night before, that Thursday night last week, but we didn't know what. But we knew it was probably coming out of Japan, right? Uh, just because of the timing when the Nikkei closes. And so, like uh, Jen and I were on a text thread, and I said, uh, "Looks like we're looks like I'm having Nobu tonight." <laughs> and jen goes san antonio has a nobu it no harry you were like nobu or grimaldi's aka <laughs> brooklyn or asia and well, that, now you're calling you me out Peter lugers you grimaldi's. Grimaldi. okay that was lame to be sure <laughs> but 
the distribution part's not a part of it, which doesn't surprise. It sounds to me like the debt that they owe to that private equity firm is stick staying with the distributorship. Yeah. And Somewhat. so when the distributorship is sold, then they can pay back and whatever Molson then get out of Molson Coors. But have y'all, have you guys read uh, Greg Cook's <sighs> explanation yeah. on his blog? The, th the thing that's wonderful about that is that like what he should have said is I said, I would never sell out. I was an asshole guys. Also it was marketing piece. Right. But he basically goes to like rationalize why he was right then and he's right now. Right. And it's right. just like, come on, man. Right. Look, yeah. He's, he, he wraps himself in a, in a big beer pretzel. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's my issue is everyone's, you know, calling him out saying he sold out. Did he really sell out or is this like a waving of the white flag? I mean, typically when I think of selling out, it's like, okay, you know, there's more money I can make and I don't have to put up with this independence, but this seems more like he had no choice. Well, and uh, that, I think that's true, Jordan, but in, in honesty, he sold out in 2016 or whenever yeah. to VMG. Yeah, yeah. That's when he got his money out of the deal. Right. So he's already been, it really doesn't matter to him. I don't think. And so it's, <laughs> it's the, it is because the onus is on this private equity firm. They need to get their money back and they're not, I, I can tell you that. I, I don't know what the distributors worth. Well, but... that's the question. Is it going to get $464 million? And whatever they get out of Molson Coors. Yeah. Which right. is, I mean, another, I mean, is there anybody that's more cynical than Greg? I mean, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm bashing him, but I mean, he, he this is, you know what? Everybody's for sale. Yeah, everybody's, well, I mean, this is just all part of what makes Kraft Kraft, right? It's a marketing machine. The BA marketing machine did really well for Kraft for a long time. And part of it was no sellouts. But the reality is these are for-profit businesses, right? Yes. I mean, that's just the reality. Right. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I love my kids, but there is a price, <laughs> you know? And, that, uh, you're, that you pay. Yeah, and, and it's, surprisingly, uh, it's surprisingly low. Uh, all right. Well, so, so you know I, what? I got to tell you, Jen, when it's so hot outside like it is right now, 100 degrees, you know what I like? I like to crack open a cold can of Montucky cold snacks. You know what I'm saying? You well, hear I me? I hear you. All right. Well, let's let them in and, uh, and you can introduce them. I love this brand because it's just it's it is not it's the most unpretentious brand in the world. Well, hell, I waited too long. <laughs> and now he's back off. Oh no, he's there. He is. Okay, Jen, you he's got him. He's connecting. <laughs> trying to trying to get it figured out. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. All right, everyone. I'd like to welcome to Beardnet Radio Chad Zeitner, the man, the myth, the legend, who started Montucky Cold Snacks a decade ago with his best bud Jeremy Gregory. Did I get all that right? I pretty much nailed it. <laughs> so, for the few of you who don't know, uh, Montucky is this super cool kitschy economy priced craft brand with the with the rainbows and the horses and everything and your hopes and dreams on the cans uh you know you guys have had some impressive stats lately you're in what 30 markets and counting up double digits year to date looking at the million case mark this year um yeah amazing stuff so 
uh, I got to out you a little bit. I hear you and Jeremy are kind of like the odd couple. Is that true? <laughs> you know, I feel like in any, every great relationship, you know, you got, you got <laughs> opposing dynamics, but yeah, it, it, it works really well between us. Nice. So, all right. The story is that you guys, both of you dreamt up uh, the brand at a bar in Bozeman, Montana, like a decade ago when you guys were just kids, you were just 20 something, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're on the upper ends of 20s, but yeah, still definitely kids. I mean, I still like to think of us as kids, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, now that you're 10 years in, I mean, how is it? How is it? How is the industry compared to how you thought it would be? What's the easiest part and what's the hardest part? I mean, it's, it's quite a bit different than we thought it'd be, obviously, you know, from, you know, two kids with no industry experience trying to break into something like this and you know it kind of you you learn real quick you know there's a lot more to it than just making good beer and having fun um you know so that was probably the hardest part for us is just figuring it figuring out the industry i mean it's there's so many nuances to it you know especially as you expand from state to state you know all the regulations and rules are different you know contracts i feel like i almost have a law degree at this point you know like Waiting that, through is all so, that, stuff. that is so um, true. I mean, yeah. I, I always tell people when they're getting in, I'm like, it's, it's a, it's a very legal heavy. And in fact, we, we have a, a new editor coming in. I don't want to speak too much because it's not completely done yet, but she comes from a legal reporting background. And I was like, you know what? That's probably even more valuable than a beer background at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. If I would have, if I would have realized how many, you know, legal documents and contracts I had, you know, I might have, might have reconsidered, but you know, it's definitely been fun. <laughs> well, okay. But at least at the moment, right. With uh, the economy being the way that it is, it would seem that you guys are better positioned than ever as a sort of economy priced craft brand. Right. So like any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm obviously biased on this, but I feel like we're, we're pretty well positioned regardless of the economy. Um, you know, and in, in, in particular right now though, it's, you know, people kind of pension, you know, tightening their belts and pinching their pennies. Like it, it plays well for us. Um, you know, we, we're that value brand, but we add a lot, you know, we have a lot of value add from our charity aspect to, you know, we're an independently owned small company, you know, competing against the international domestics it it gives us a leg up for sure cool let me ask you so obviously eight percent back to charity right eight percent of profits back to charity is a big angle for the brand how do you choose which charity you're going to you know benefit um you know that that's evolved so many different times i mean when we started it was kind of it still is a little bit of anybody and everybody i mean we try if somebody reaches out with a good cause, I mean, we'll do what we can to help. Um, but we really tried to, to to focus that a little bit, at least on a national level. So last year we worked with She Jumps as our kind of national charity um, to really just kind of focus at least our major efforts on, you know, promotions they're doing and supporting them and kind of getting, you know, in the summer, We'll we'll switch the the back of our twelve packs and kind of do a little story about that charity. Um, this year's Punk Rock Saves um, is our kind of feature charity. Um, so really, just trying to like be better partners with a charity that kind of covers the broader geographic areas that we're in. Um, but then still on a local level, I mean, it's literally everything from a cat shelter to you know like food banks, uh, you know any really anything. So um, it's it's one of the things I I love the most. So 
you know, we're, we, we do what we can and it, it ends up being quite a bit more than the 8%, but it's, it's, it's worth it in our book. Uh-oh. That's cool. <laughs> More yeah. than 8%. That's crazy. Well, what, yeah. and, and that, uh, who is, do you think is your average consumer of Montucky cold snacks? Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, a punk rock. Is, is that, is it young kind of punk or, what, or does it run the gamut? It, I mean, it honestly runs the gamut. When we started, you know, Jeremy and I are kind of, you know, heavy in that ski scene here in Montana, like the outdoors world. Um, so, you know, that was our original bread and butter. Um, as we've kind of expanded out to different markets, it, it changes by market. You know, Portland is a little bit more of that hip, hipster scene, for lack of a better term. You know, in Tennessee, it's, it's a lot more of that country. You know, Texas has got a different demo, you know, than Denver. Um, you know, is, it's, is it's, like, is PBR probably your closest competitor? Or, you know, I'd like to say so. I mean, they're, you know, they've been, for lack of a better term, it's kind of, we wanted to be the PBR Montana when we started, um, you know, so that what they've done, um, especially in the past, you know, when they kind of revitalized themselves, it's, it was pretty impressive. So, you know, that, that did have an impact on, you know, kind of how we thought about things and, you know, they're, they're leagues, leagues ahead of us in a lot of ways, but you know, you guys, you got to shoot your sight somewhere. Right. Right. Cool. Is that who, is that who you want to sit next to, like on the shelf too, or? Um, you- yeah, like on off premise. No, we kind of want to, we're, we're, I think we play better in the more premium domestic space. Um, you know, I know PBR is kind of creeping up in that space as well. So, um, you know, when you get to, oh, did you guys freeze? No. Okay. Um, you know, when you get to the on premise, we, we want that value space, you know, like that, you know, shot your call shot or whatever and beer special shot and beer special um but yeah and in the glass on the on the shelf i think this is a domestic premium so it's interesting that we're talking about pbr because i think its last run was during the recession right in 2008 so i gotta ask you know kind of bringing it back to that um are you guys looking at moving up a bit on price at this point i mean everybody else is right yeah i mean we're we're going to have to, um, you know, like everyone else, we're seeing costs of pretty much everything rise. Um, you know, we've done what we can back in to, to trim costs and be as efficient as possible. But, you know, at some point we'll have to pass those costs on. Um, you know, we'll do what we can to mitigate it. You know, we're, we're a value brand. We realize that. So, you know, we're going to be conscious there. But, um, yeah, <laughs> short answer is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my, my last one, and then I'll pass it on to Jay. Um, does anything else kind of concern you about the current environment, whether it's like spirits traction or distributor consolidation or just anything? I mean, I, I would say the thing that concerns me the most is probably just the constant innovation. <laughs> it seems like there's every time you turn around, there's something new. Um, it's super seductive and easy and like oh we got to jump on that wave um you know we've kind of realized that that's not us you know we need to focus on what we're doing and what we do well and keep it simple um you know i think i think eventually that pendulum will swing back you know people are i'm overwhelmed when i go down the beer aisle you know and it's like whoa what's going on um so i totally agree i I, it's gotten insane and i think we've reached that point of not only diminishing returns but in reverse returns that yeah. we're probably 
hurting overall consumption because I'm overwhelmed when I go in the beer and I'm in the business. So I, you know, I know. So yeah, it's, it's, it's getting crazy. And it's been that way for a long time. We're not saying anything new, but it's just, it seems to be rotating faster. Exactly. Can't keep up. Some of it's funny too. Like I sent the editors last night, a snap of something on LinkedIn and it was like, I'm not going to say what it was, but it was like another better for you, Brandon. I was like, the industry has become like an episode of Arrested Development now. Like, really? Is this really a brand? Uh, but anyway, sorry, Jordan. I just had well, to it Because, uh, you know, we have a, a new brand and the differentiating factor is that it's better for you. And we have this B-list celebrity. And it's like, uh, that's kind of table stakes at this point, I think. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about innovation because you guys are often like praised for how tight your portfolio is, but how many times do you have distributors and retailers coming to you asking for more? And it's, it's, it's often, I mean, Jeff gets hit up quite a bit on that front. Um, you know, but it's, it's, you got to take some of it with a grain of salt. You know, we're, we're constantly going to kind of tinker in the background and, you know, work on the R&D because that's just fun but um you know we gotta make sure what we do and when we do it is it fits with who we are so um you know we'll we'll definitely take that into account of what they're looking for and wanting but you know like we're just talking about there's so much out there that you know we're just going to focus on our beer and um kind of see where that takes us yeah and what are they asking you for more of more SKUs or new brands um you know it's a it runs a gamut, but I would say for the most part, it's, it's draft is probably the number one um, that we get asked for. And we do do some draft in Colorado and, you know, likely we'll expand that out at some point, but it's, it's a whole nother game, you know, when you it's, start. It's like, it's like joining a, a new industry. <laughs> exactly. And, and then you have to, and then you have to receive the, you know, the cooperage back and oh, it really is. I mean, Listen, Constellation didn't even get in a draft until, you know, like 10 years ago. So it, it is a, a huge investment, too, just in, in float. So, well, yeah. and then, you know, your you, you can is so iconic that, you know, it, when it sits on a bar, you, you do see three more cans get ordered, where if it's in a glass, it just looks like any other beer. That's what August the 3rd used to say when they asked him, you get a Budweiser, that you want in a glass? He goes, it's in a glass. Like, Whoa. <laughs> okay, easy there, partner. Just uh, yeah. trying to be a trying to be a hospitable host here, and you're jumping down my ass. <laughs> I got more stories like that, but I'm not gonna waste anybody's time. Oh, it's not a waste of time. <laughs> I love it. So y'all have experimented a little bit with draft. Yeah, and I, I mean, how does that dynamic work? Like you were just talking about with you know, because the the can really is so iconic, and it's a big can, so it's a full pint, so. I mean, it's, it, it really just comes down to like picking, picking the right accounts. I mean, there's certain accounts that probably aren't going to do well with our can. They're just draft accounts. Um, and those are the ones we kind of target. Um, and it does well. I mean, right now it's just in Colorado and there's, there's a lot of ski resorts that are that crush in the winter. Um, you know, so it, there's, there's a place for it for sure. Um, and as we, as we grow and expand and, you know, there's going to, there's going to be more need for it, but it's not high on our list right now. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of the iconic can, uh, Jeff told Jen that y'all were thinking about doing uh, a different package, a big 40 ounce bottle. 
how did that come about and what's the status on that? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's been on the table for a while. Um, you know, Jeremy and I think it'd be super fun, you know, tie a real strong charity aspect into it or, you know, there's a lot of things we can do, whether it's a limited release or X, Y, and Z. Um, so it's something we definitely want to do. Um, but as the pandemic hit, you know, our contract brewer kind of mothballed that line, um, you know, trimming costs and just efficiency type stuff. So um, right now it's tabled, but when we do it, <laughs> we will let you guys know for sure. Sweet. Do some yeah, that, I mean, hands marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, a lot of a, a lot about your brand is retro, you know, yeah. kind of the '80s, and and that's when I started growing up in the beer industry. And I mean, '40s were huge back then. You know, it was a that was a huge package. It's since been replaced, uh, you know, by the uh, 19.2 can and other 32 ounce. But um, it's it's very. Uh, it's, I, I think it's a it's right it's a right package to kind of bring back. Uh, uh, have that retro feel yeah i mean it's, it's probably it's not gonna do anything crazy but you know I, I don't i don't have any illusions we're bringing the entire 40 industry back but but it will be fun you never know chad come on man you gotta <laughs> keep <laughs> exactly i mean if it happens yeah. I'll, I'll take it for sure people thought that we're uh two glasses instead of bifocals wasn't ever going to make a comeback and look at <laughs> so things you know dreams do come true exactly yeah and what packages are y'all i know is it just uh 16 ounce and 12 packs uh 16 ounce 12 packs we do we have a 30 pack um and a 20 pounds pack as well or 20 pounds can yeah yeah all right and i wanted to ask uh just i know y'all do well in the on-premise but what about venues is that an opportunity y'all see now that we're kind of coming out of covid it seems like a place y'all could clean up in yeah, I mean, it is definitely a focus of ours, especially, like you said, coming out of COVID. Um, we do pretty well in general in venues. Um, they're, especially, you know, as we, the ones we have relationships with, it's a little easier to get in. There's a lot of other ones that, you know, as you know, take take a little more to get in than just, you know, that relationship. So um, it is a focus of ours. We, especially with our 24 ounce can, we play really well there. Um, and yeah, the ones we're in, we're, we're cranking. So um, I, I think you're right. We, it's a, it's a place we need to be. This is sort of a 180, but uh, I got to get this one in before we, we head out. Um, seems like a lot of craft brewers right now are buyers or sellers. We were just talking about that before you came on the call. And I'm just curious, you know, can you guys ever see a day where you guys might want to bring somebody else on? Um, you know, as far as it's not something we really talked about much as far as bringing another brand on, um, you know, like like we've talked about our our edge is our simplicity um you bring something else on you you're you're bringing a lot of skews a lot of different products on um but i'm never gonna say never i mean there's there's a lot of people doing some amazing things out there and if if the right fit came along it's certainly something we'd look at and and who makes your beer for you uh city most of it's done in city lacrosse yeah that's a boy that's a that brewery has a, a, a storied history. It was owned by G. Yeah. Heilman, and it's been passed around like a, like a stepchild for years. And then finally, City picked it up. And it's, I remember when it was built in the 80s, it was the most modern brewery uh, in the country. 
and um and it's turned into just a, a a contract powerhouse you know it's right there in the middle of the country in wisconsin you can ship to both coasts it's a it's a good you know what that's a that's a good little unit there as they say yeah it's it's been i mean <laughs> when we first started i don't know jan if you've heard this story but you know we wanted to build our own brewery and um the banks literally laughed at us <laughs> and it's like no we're not going to give you know million dollars to compete against Budweiser what are you guys crazy and um that's kind of when we found City Brew and we're like all right this this works um and it's it's been it's it's been great for us yeah well good anybody else Jen that's all I got all right well Chad I'm gonna have me a nice Montucky cold snacks before I ease into the afternoon uh, that makes two uh, of us <laughs> i love I, I i love it i love the name i love montucky put kentucky and montana together and i was actually in montana when you first started when i fall when i when i saw my first one and i i asked somebody next to me who's from montana they go, oh yeah we, we call montana montucky sometimes and i go what is cold snacks and she was like yeah that's we call that beer I was like, well, that's, I like that. I, I've started, I started calling them cold snacks down here in Texas. I hadn't caught on quite yet, but. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know. it's pretty hot down there. It's probably hard to find a cold one. It is. Trust, I'm drinking a uh, McDonald's though, just came out with the Dr. Pepper frozen. And uh, you, you don't think I'm going to be popping a few of these in the next few weeks? You're crazy. I don't care how much sugar's in it. So. All right. Well, Chad, thank you for being on and I appreciate it. Thank you for drinking and making beer. And uh, hey, we'll see you down the road. That's good. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Cheers. Cheers.